Welcome to the Behind the Region podcast from the South Bend Regional Chamber. This week, we talk to Peg Dalton, the owner of Peg's Restaurant in downtown South Bend. We will learn the key to Peg's success being in business for 20 plus years, what it was like opening a restaurant 20 years ago in downtown South Bend, bringing a restaurant through the pandemic, and what the future looks like for Peg's. And now here are your hosts, Chamber President and CEO Jeff Ray, and Director of Member Relations, Mark McGill. And welcome to the Behind the Region podcast being powered by Tech Tyler PC, offering cost-effective IT solutions to fit any budget. Uh, Jeff Ray, I was kind of hoping for some pancakes and bacon uh, today. That's kind of why we invited, but for some reason we're, we're sh- shut out here, and so I guess we're just going <laughs> to have to talk instead of eat. So. Fine, whatever. <laughs> uh, the great Peg Dalton from, uh, from Peg's uh, downtown uh, is joining us, and uh, welcome to you. Thank you. Thanks so glad to uh, to have you here, and uh, I was telling Peg before we started that uh, you really kind of have a special little thing going in downtown South Bend. I do. I'm I'm so grateful for it, and really proud of the the great things that we do there. And uh, we're way more than just breakfast and lunch. And I, I didn't know that's what was coming, but that's where we are. Yeah. No, I think that's great. So so you know, Peg's uh, kind of a legend in in the downtown area, but but also amongst business leaders and part of why we invited uh, Peg today cuz her entrepreneurial success story is a is a real inspiration to so many. We honored Peg at Salute to Business last year with or maybe a couple of years now. I, I get lose track of the the years as our small business of the year and and again has has been a really fixture in downtown for 22 plus years, a, a great gathering spot. So Peg, thank you for coming and and, uh, and sharing this. So l- let's walk back and time a little bit i mentioned 22 years ago um you'd made this decision to come downtown open up so so what gets somebody interested excited about entering the restaurant business in the first place oh boy um i entered the restaurant business as a student at iu in bloomington to just get a part-time job uh the then at the time mccree's deli was opening a franchise there a notre dame grad was familiar with it from up here He opened a franchise, and I was a waitress when they first opened in January. And by August of 1987, I was a manager, Mm -hmm. and I have not looked back since then. So that started my career in the restaurant business, which I have really enjoyed. So Yeah, you know, it's interesting, and um, probably more restaurants fail than succeed. Um, you have found, though, uh, you know, kind of this recipe that works well for you. Talk, talk a little bit about just um, s- some of these key lessons you've learned along the way and what some of the keys to your success have been. Sure. Um, well, hard work, number mm-hmm. one. I, um, I'm sure some people are successful without hard work. I have not quite figured that one out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right, yes. So maybe someday. Yeah, right. um, but um, to me, uh, hard work and leading by example for my staff, which um, that's then the real key is the staff. And uh, I've been very blessed over the years to have many, many committed, loyal, hardworking, um, customer service oriented people. And um, I also have found over the years that I I know how to find those people. I know how to find that in people and develop that in people. And um, there was a time when I didn't do all of the hiring. I now do all of the hiring. If I don't enjoy sitting with you for 15 or 20 minutes, why in the world would I want you engaging with my customers or with the rest of the staff? Because it all flows together. And um, 
so that's really important to me. You, we, you know, you can't train personality. You either have it or you don't. We can train you how to cook or how to put an order in the computer or whatever, but we cannot train your personality. Um, and that's really important to me. So that, that I would say is my biggest key. Well, and I think that's kind of what we talked about at, at the start of this. That's kind of the secret sauce of, of pegs. You know, anybody can make bacon. Anybody can make, you know, pancakes. Yours happen to be really, really good. But there is, there's a different feeling when you walk in that front door. And, and that's exactly what it is. And, and, and that explains why, because you, you hire the right people. And it's the same. It's consistent. It's, it's you know, uh, the service is great. But just the whole experience um, it, it is, it's different than, than most any other place you go for breakfast. Thank you. I, it's I, true. I, well, I appreciate you saying that. And I, um, I don't always know that, but I, I know I love what I do. And, um, and I, I am told pretty frequently by not just our regular customers, but the one time person will say, wow, you've really got quite a staff here. And they'll stop in the middle of an extremely busy Sunday to tell me that. And they'll say, I, we can see how hard everyone is working, and boy, your team really works well together. And um, so I do know, and I, maybe I shouldn't be saying it on the podcast. <laughs> somebody, somebody else is going to find that oh, secret wait. sauce. Uh-oh. But um, <laughs> it takes a lot to develop that in yeah. people as well. Yeah. So well, and I think the fact that you that you recognize that and you and you put an extra effort into that. It's kind of what you said. I could train you to be a waitress. It's just it's the extra stuff that you either have or don't have. And in this day and age where it's tough to find people to work anyway, you have this real knack of finding the right people. Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 um, I appreciate that, and I, I work hard at that. Jeff is hoping to find the right knack when he hires people. He's, he's, having he's a, still he's working having, on it. He's having he's a tough not. time finding the right people. I, for the I like this lesson, though. I think I'm going to sit in on all interviews in the future just to make sure I get stuck with the right people. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, you know, Jeff needs yeah. some help with that, there, obviously. Look at me. I'm sitting here. There you go. No. Um, Peg, let's go back to Bloomington for a second. So what did Peg, when you went to Bloomington in the first place, what did Peg want to be when she grew up? What, what was your path? What, sure. plan, what was your plan? I was studying elementary education. Oh, okay. And I was pretty far through that in my degree and um, took a semester off Yeah, 37 years ago. Wow. All right. <laughs> Almost. I, yep. I think I exaggerate by a year. Yep. I don't want to make myself older than I, I am. Say, yeah, exaggerate right. younger. I should exaggerate younger. <laughs> yeah. I think it's 35 yeah. years ago. There you go. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah. any any interest in dusting off the old books and going back into a classroom? Or you think you might stick with this? I think I might stick with this. It seems a little too late to there change careers yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so let's as we're as we're going still back in time a little bit. So so you're you're working in the food industry. Mm-hmm. You're you've you know you've worked server. You're manager that kind of stuff. You now think I'm going to start this thing. Um, so just talk a little bit about what the environment is at that time for an entrepreneur who thinks he, that he or she is going to start some space, what opportunities are for women entrepreneurs who are right, starting. You right. know, my guess is there were people with buckets full of money who wanted to give them to you to, <laughs> so you could go take a risk. very or, true. Oh, oh, very true. <laughs> yeah. um, and they're off doing something else that's uh, yes. creating bigger buckets of money than what, what I'm creating. Yeah. Yeah. But they did give me the start. And uh, and uh, you know the, a couple of those people, Rich Carlton yep. and Brian Coulter. Oh, yeah. and asked me if I was interested in starting a restaurant, a breakfast restaurant in downtown South Bend. They were familiar with what was then the um, franchise that we joined, mm-hmm. La Peep. And I was like, breakfast business? Hmm, I don't know. And I went and looked at one in Chicago, and 
and uh, thought, huh, I could do this. You know, I thought breakfast a little different than mm-hmm. what I saw there. And, um, and then we had this wide open canvas to create the space that we wanted. And as you know, it has become a beautiful space there. Um, our builder did an outstanding job of making it a warm, welcoming, unique, timeless space that, uh, you know, in our recent uh, expansion, that wood is holding its own in the uh, timelessness of the decor that we have. So anyway, they gave me a great, great start and a great opportunity. And uh, we had a a wonderful partnership. Um, They just were uh, ready to move on and not have this burden of a then kind of uh, money sucking business. And I was able to buy them out at a, you know, an affordable price for me about 10 years in. And, um, and then rebranded um, shortly after that. Well, about five years after that. So, yeah, yeah. great. So as, as we're still back in our way back machine here a little bit. So, so are you a, are you a foodie? Are you a cook? Do you like to cook? I mean, you know, obviously you've picked a business where where the food's an important piece. I know it's right. only a piece right. of this whole thing, but I, but I'm more just curious about you. Is was that something that was of great interest to you at the time? No, not really. Um, I I mean I I enjoy cooking, and that's something that I do now that I have more free time. I enjoy really enjoy cooking, but I wasn't a I wouldn't call myself a foodie. I love to eat out, um, and so I'm more of a foodie now. Uh, it was the customer service front end of the business that was the real draw for me. So, um, uh, and the breakfast business, I I thought would be less hours, <laughs> but I was, but I was able to, I still was able to be very involved in my children's lives, educations, coaching, you know, Girl Scouts, all that kind of stuff because of the daytime hours, but the, the weekends were pretty consumed with with the business so um and at that time i know you asked to go back a little bit i will say um and i tell this story frequently but downtown was a completely different place then and in november of uh 19 no sorry november of 2000 um, i was down here when we were under construction on a saturday and i called my then partners and said what are we doing there's not a single car on the street what what how are we going to run a business that's going to rely on weekends? And they said, just, it'll be okay. And it was, and you see what the streets are like now on a Saturday and Sunday. So, yeah, I I think that's a real testament when you're, Mm -hmm. you're getting to this venture that you're unsure of. It's a different, you know, owning and operating this business. And you're also in a location that you're, that you're, you're unsure of, but, 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 but I do think, you know, we're also thankful that you recognize the potential and made that investment. Cause I, like, as I think of what's happened over the last uh, 22 plus years, there's been no greater advocate for downtown and what's happening. So, so talk a little bit about how even downtown has evolved from that time you were standing out there talking to your partners to where you are today? Well, um, the restaurant uh, piece of downtown has really, uh, really evolved in that 20 years. And um, LaSalle Grill, Fiddler's Hearth are about the same age as, LaSalle Grill's a little older, I think, but we're all about the same age in the in the business down here. And we've all been a big part of being, you know, part of the Downtown Restaurant Association and driving that business. And then the guy that um, owns Cafe Navarre and 20 other restaurants in the area. <laughs> um, he's also been a real big part of it. Um, you know, so we've all joined together to collaborate and, and uh, build that. So the restaurant business has been uh, a big part of the growth downtown, I believe. People that stay downtown, um, 
you know, from first source, you guys having the chamber office down here, the Cubs, the addition of the third hotel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could really go go on yeah. uh, the the uh, local government and what they've done for us. Um, Mayor Mueller is doing an outstanding job. Yeah. Of course, Pete did a great job, and with right. his, you know, all the stuff that surrounded him and his uh, presidential run. Yeah. Um, there have been so many pieces, and I and I believe also Pete and the Chamber and Notre Dame have worked so hard to bring Notre Dame downtown and that's been a huge huge piece for us and we've really seen that change over the years that wasn't something 22 years ago we worked very hard internally to um recognize capture the um the athletes is what it was at first and now it's just students in general we have a great relationship with the students um i'm I'm amazed by uh, how frequently they come and they come and they remind us. I had a girl about a month ago celebrating her 22nd birthday, two days after our 22nd birthday. Mm. And she said, uh, I'm a senior and I have celebrated every birthday here at Peg's. Oh, how great. And I mean, it was, I, I didn't remember or know that. She right. said, yeah. you, you've come to our table every time you've yeah. sang to me. You've, oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, really something. So, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So, so let's talk family for for a quick second, because you mentioned you, you're a mom, you're balancing, I got a new business, um, but I also have a growing family, and, and, and my kids have certain responsibilities. D- 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 dive a little bit deeper into that. I, like I know oftentimes, like I grew up in a business where my parents owned the, the drugstore, and I spent a lot of time right. to talk about um, even your family and their involvement in the restaurant through the years. Sure. So all three of my children, uh, who are now um, 31, 29, and 27, um, all three of them worked at the restaurant and uh i don't even remember if i gave him a choice i didn't get a choice i'm not sure I know. about that one. my parents didn't give me a <laughs> right. choice um but they all developed wonderful skills that they could take into their uh into their lives and um they also saw they 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 went to um catholic schools and um were in a little bit of a bubble in their education and in the people in the community that we are close-knit community that we surrounded ourselves with at the restaurant, they saw all kinds of people, right, and interacted with them in a very safe environment. So that was great for them. They're all uh, very uh, strong, uh, diverse-thinking, forward-thinking individuals, which I'm thrilled about. And they also understand the value of hard work. Along with my own children, I have employed hundreds of young people, many first-time job young people, and I take it upon myself, and I also put it upon my senior people. It's all of our jobs to teach these kids the value of hard work, the value of the dollar. And, um, you know, I talk to them about, here's your tips. Here's your first handful of tips. Go put half of it in the bank. And I try to give them advice, and I say, you know, this is just a little uh, nugget. Um, hopefully you you remember that. And, and I know that many of them do because – you know, now I'm seeing them come back and visit me and say, thank you for that. Thank you for the environment that I was able to learn certain values. And um, so I work really hard at that. It's important to me. It, it's important for it to be a big part of our, our culture. You know, it was a, a funny thing for me working in the family business to work these hours to get a paycheck and only to get to see a small piece of this. I'm like, what the heck are my parents doing? 
how grateful I am that at a very young age they taught me some of the same lessons you're just talking right, about, just right. in terms of saving and putting away and and, and that kind of stuff. Because it, 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 I was very fortunate at a very young age, and and I think that's a really special. Can be complicated sometimes, but special yeah. when your kids are working for you and they're sort of learning the business. Mm-hmm. So, have not not sure your your kids necessarily, but the people who work for you have they followed footsteps? Are they still in the restaurant industry? Have off have they moved on to? other things for the most part most of them have moved on to other things i think they've taken some lessons that they've learned and uh my children when i said do any of you want to come in with me no mom we saw how hard you worked (laughs) we don't want to work that hard (laughs) why would we want to work that hard uh but i do get you know i've i have kids that have worked for me for 10 14 years like over their high school college graduate degree schools coming back and Mm -hmm. forth during breaks and um so i they learn they they You know, they learn other values. Yeah, I I do have I do have one one of my favorite people who is still in the restaurant uh, business, and he worked for me for ten years, and now he is Great. working in one of our very successful downtown Great. Rose Lily. Yeah, and Wonderful. he's thriving. Yeah. Yep, and um, it's yeah. awesome to see that. Yeah. No, it's really exciting to to see some of that that kind of stuff, and and it's interesting because I, I I think especially employment opportunities for young people that that uh, and, and I think like historically places like Martin's were really held you know like Martin's taught you certain values everybody that worked you know worked felt like they worked at Martin's at some point but learned those lessons or the people that worked at Pegs learned those important mm-hmm. lessons that helped them be really successful later right, in life. Right. Right. You know? So Peg, you know Mark and I are big time celebrities, but of we're course. also yeah. you know, I know you are. We're also kind of curious about other celebrities that have been hanging around uh, town over the years. So so you have become, you know, kind of the gathering spot downtown, all kinds of folks who as you mentioned like whether it's athletes or or uh, political through Pete's presidential campaign. Talk about just some of the celebrities that have been in to visit sure. you at Pegs. Sure. Um, a, a pretty big number, and my, my memory won't remember all of them, yeah. but um, uh, Jay Leno, Harry Smith, okay. who was here interviewing yeah. Pete, and I got to spend quite a bit of time with him. Yeah. He was a really, really nice man. Um, I have to yeah, read, <laughs> a lot of sports, obviously. I, oh, yeah, Dick Vitale uh, was in doing something at Notre Dame. Mike Trico, Doug Flutie, that whole NBC yeah. group, um, uh, Chris Sims. Mm-hmm. Chris Sims was the first one and became a regular customer. And then when Mike Trico came on, he became a very regular customer of ours um, when he was here. And I don't know how long he was doing the games here, two or three yeah. years. And what a kind man. Like, I, I could talk to him about what his kids were up to. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, just a very real person, a genuine person. And so I do think, um, like, we had the cast of One Tree Hill in Goo Goo Dolls, when I see someone, I mm-hmm. try to be as natural right. and as I can. Now, I might end up taking a picture with them if somebody from the staff says, can we get a photo or whatever. Yeah. For the most part, I like to just talk to them like real people because yeah. um, I'm more comfortable like that, yeah. and I hope they're more comfortable like that. And um, and so then it's just fun banter, which is what I would do with anyone. Yeah. You know? So did Dick Vitale say, I want some bacon, baby! <laughs> <laughs> He may have. I have a nice picture of my son Connor with him, uh, and uh, I I don't know exactly what he said. Yeah, Can't some pancakes, say. baby. Yeah. Mark and I appreciate that you treat us just like normal. Yeah, I, I try. I do try really hard, and I also good, try to yeah. keep the crowds away from there you when you, you come well, in. We appreciate that. And that's yeah. why we like going there because yeah, exactly. it's not easy being Jeff and myself. And yeah. So it's <laughs> right. it's nice to be able to go and just you know be regular people for a change. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, so let's go south on Cubs because I, uh-huh. I think one thing you know I sort of associate with you a little bit like I. So I think like 70 plus nights a, a year, 
the visiting team is in town right. and often is visiting with you. The home uh, team also. So just talk about your relationship with South and Cubs. Sure, that has been an absolute blessing for us. And um, it started back before Andrew Berlin bought it. Um, I was college roommates with Mark Haley's wife. And uh, so he asked, would we sponsor something with the Silverhawks, right? That yep. was the yes, um, back, yeah. And I, for sure. And uh, we used to wear their jerseys. And, you know, anyway, it started way back then. And then when Andrew bought them, the, the partnership got a little stronger. And uh, he uh, did a billboard with me at one point. And, um, and now that, you know, the home team stays at, uh, Dave Matthews place. Mm-hmm. Most of them, I believe, get mm-hmm. apartments there. And the visiting team stays at the loft. And typically, but although I would love for this to uh, change, typically we see more of the away team. Yeah. Yeah. But these guys become so familiar with us because they're here like three times yeah. a year. We had guys coming in last week from the Beloit team, walked in the door and said, hey, Peg. Mm-hmm. So they remember us from last yeah. season, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and we give them a discount when they lose and they <laughs> and we say you the only caveat is you have to ask for it as the losers discount yeah. and they, they do, they? They do. Oh, and they laugh they laugh about it they're so yeah. they are so they're, they're just a really nice group of young men they eat a lot yeah. they tip well they're friendly you know and it's fun and they have fun yeah. and they, they i mean they say south bend is one of their favorite places to come and um i hope that we're a little part of that for yeah. them so i think it's mainly the on-field MC. Well, yes, actually, that they, they they do say that. Yeah, that's, that's true. what I hear. Yep. Actually, I'm going back to try to think of you and Anne Haley as roommates in college. Oh boy. <laughs> that's, that's what I can't get out of my head. Do, do we want to get into college oh, stories here yeah, or no? Time. No, oh, okay. we don't. Okay. We sure right. don't. But knowing okay. Peg like I do and knowing Anne like I do, yeah. holy cow, that's a whole nother podcast. It right. sure and is. That will be an hour. There you go. All right, we'll have to come back. The to first it, so. and best hour yeah, podcast. Exactly. Yep. So, so Peg, as we get closer uh, to our end here, mm-hmm. so, so we talked a little bit about this evolution of downtown for the last 22 mm-hmm. years or so, and, and, and it's building on a couple of things. So, so look into your uh, crystal ball and, right. and think about uh, the, the, the days ahead and what you see for the future of downtown. For the future of downtown, um, I see it continuing to get brighter and brighter, honestly, with the um, Studebaker corridor development there, um, the continued building of the relationship with Notre Dame. Um, people want to be here, I believe. And uh, you know, sometimes people say, oh, downtown's really coming back, isn't it? I'm like, no, it is back. Yeah. It's already back. And it has been for quite some time. Um, but that's okay. If they're just discovering it, they're discovering it, and that's okay. So um, I see it just getting better and better. You know, I'm on the older edge of all of the restaurant owners and retail people, and uh, so there's a lot of young, energetic people coming behind us, and uh, they're going to continue to do really good things. I'm certain of that. So. Yep, that's great. Yeah. Um, and I probably should ask earlier, but to go back in time a little bit, so um, pandemic in particular, one of the hardest times ever in the history for restaurants in particular. Right. Um, so, talk to us a little bit about navigating something like that right right um we kelly and i decided early on every decision we make is going to be what's good we're going to ask ourselves is it good for the staff is it good for the customers and i believe that was our driving force in being successful through that because we are nowhere without our staff right so i've told this story uh, many times we took a pile of money out of resource bank and called our staff together and said we're going to lay you all off. We're closing. Get on unemployment. Here's some money to tide you over until then. 
everybody can sign up for a time to come pull food out of our walk-in and um, we'll stay in touch. And we did. And we we put safety. You know, restaurants yeah. had the key in sanitizing, right? We all knew how to do it. Right. We just stepped it up a little bit yeah. and we did it more in front of the customers as well. Sure. Uh, and that, I think, was one of our keys. I'm there every day and able to pivot. And, yeah. um, and I've got such a great crew. I have a, a manager that's been with me for 10 years. She was one of those people right. that came and went and right there uh, behind all of those hard decisions and, uh, you know, things that we had to do to pivot and it was daily and it still is daily staffing mm-hmm. is still a challenge for most of us in this business and if you are not we say if you're not flexible you ain't successful mm-hmm. and we we know that's not really a word <laughs> right, we do yeah. know that okay. but it <laughs> yeah. is one of our sayings right. we have we to be that if you could. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I sure, we know we have to be flexible yeah. every day right. because we may not get cinnamon raisin muffins yeah. and um so and so may not show up right so we yep. figure it out. Yep, great. And you really have. I mean, congratulations. You just, you really are, as Jeff mentioned, a great community partner. Uh, we love being neighbors. We love going down there. We, we get sad when you're closed. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, and you and I go, go way back. And, and we, we, took, uh, we took 80 teenagers across country several years for mission trips together. Imagine wow. Peg and I being the chaperones wow. oh and people trusting their children yes. with us to take them to New York and <laughs> nice. Florida and Atlanta. But uh, it's just, it, it's really great to, to have you be downtown and just be such an advocate for what's going on down here. Thank and you. And you are, your, your location is a staple uh, down here and, and just congratulations and thanks. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Podcast being powered by Tech Tyler PC. Today's cyber threats are rapidly expanding. Let Tech Tyler PC provide the tools and training your business needs so you can spend more time with your family and friends enjoying life at PEGS rather than worrying about and struggling with your tech problems. From Office 365 email setup and management to complete IT, including 24-7 monitoring, management, antivirus, backups, and encryption, let Tech Tyler PC help. Call them today for a free consultation, 855-213-5016, or send them an email at sales at techtylerpc.com. Tech Tyler PC, managing all your IT needs. Great. Peg Dalton, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. We wish you many years of continued success, and we look forward to a long-term partnership. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Behind the Region podcast from the South Bend Regional Chamber, being powered by Tech Tyler PC, offering cost-effective IT solutions to fit any budget. For more information on the South Bend Regional Chamber or to become a chamber member, please visit our website at sbrchamber.com. 